I just love worship. I love worship that's not scripted. <laughs> that's not scripted, but led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've already received something from God. I've already received something from God. Uh, if you didn't get yours, then something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you because I've already received some. This morning, this morning, I, I, I want to continue the series that I told you I was kind of preaching from living in balance, living in balance. Um, still preaching this series, living in balance. And this, uh, I want to focus this sermon on balancing my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. Theologically, you know, I know you, you know, uh, oftentimes we want to say that Proverbs, so a man thinking, but you know, I was studying and I realized, man, most of the time that is used so wrong in the context of how we use that. So I'm not using that scripture, <laughs> um, but I thought life, I thought life, uh, balancing our thoughts. Your thoughts are significant to what you achieve, to how you see yourself, to what you accomplish, your thoughts, life. I don't know about you, but I'm a thinker. I'm, I'm a thinker. Any thinkers in here, I'm, I'm, my brain never stops. It runs and runs and runs and runs. I, I am truly on those personality test, yeah, I show, I'm a thinker. I, I it just, so my thought, my thought, I really need help in balancing <laughs> my thoughts. Because <laughs> uh, they run crazy. So, want to uh, deal with uh, our thought life. Uh, several scriptures here, and I kind of didn't want to uh, read the whole story of Moses because I'm not necessarily dealing with the whole story, but I just wanted to highlight uh, a few scriptures as it relates to uh, Moses' call. Moses' call. And so uh, as God calls him uh, and engages Moses, these are some of the things and the responses that Moses gives. And so uh, once you Let's go to Exodus 3 um, and 11. I'm going to read these. And if you would stand for reading God's word. Um, but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? That's Exodus 3 and 11. But who, who am I that I should go? And then... Um, in Exodus 4 and 1, Moses answered and he says, What if they do not believe me or listen to me or say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then Exodus 4 and 10, I mean, that was 4 and 1. Uh, 4 and 10, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Then 4 and 13, Moses says, Pardon me. Your servant, Lord, please send someone else. Um, and so um, 
we see all of these responses. You may be seated for may God add a blessing to the reader of yourself's written word. Um, you see these responses of Moses as God is calling him uh, into service to deliver the Israelites. Uh, Moses begins to talk about and focus on all his deficiencies. Uh, who am I that I should go? Uh, what if they do not believe me? I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken. And basically, the last thing where he just says, Lord, not me, not me. Send somebody else. It's interesting because in all of that, we can see how Moses is what thinking. He's thinking. He's thinking. He's talking to God, y'all. And yet, here is a man talking to God. A man, a human being who is this close to God who had never, nobody had been this close like this to God. And here he is directly talking to God like this. Um, and, and yet in all that closeness, Moses is focused on Moses and thinking about his own deficiencies and how it tells and reveals a lot about how Moses sees Moses and what Moses thinks of himself. Uh, and how we can allow so many negative thoughts to dictate what we will do and what we want to. <laughs> You know, how so many negative things had, 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 what a, had been, become attached to the great Moses. <laughs> you know. Um, and so I think, you know, that our thinking, our thinking, which raises the question, how do you see yourself? What do you think of yourself this morning? And what potentially is crippling you from being? all that God has created you to be. I thought, see, there's some thoughts that really I've come to understand that just don't fit us. Uh, last year, uh, I was getting preparing to go on vacation and went to a tailor here. Uh, I tried a tailor here for the first time. I took a bunch of linen, about three pair of linen plant pants to him to uh, him uh, and uh, he hemmed them all wrong, yeah. All of them. I just wasted, they just messed up my little little pants, you know. I mean, every last one of them. Now, now, I know the style is kind of high water, you know, the trim cut. And I have some pants like that, and, and they're supposed to be cut. But these linen pants were kind of, they weren't, they weren't kind of this come down narrow. They were a little bit wider, you know. So you can't wear high water, wide. Like, these pants won't look right like this. That's not the fit. That's not the style, you know. <laughs> and that's what he did. He, he, I'm, I'm like, man, I can't walk around with these pants like this. 
they didn't fit. I was like, man, just ruin my pants. There's some things that if we're not careful, there's some thoughts, there's some thoughts. What I'm trying to say is there's some thoughts that don't fit. You have to know that there's some things that will attempt to be attached to who you are. And you have to determine, wait a minute, wait a minute, that does not fit. Doesn't fit, doesn't fit, doesn't fit. There's some people who can be in your life. Now I'm preaching, now I'm getting messy. I'm, 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 I'm separating from my son, but now. There's some people in your life who can affect and influence your thought in life that don't fit. They ain't going where you going. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When you fly on a plane, y'all all fly together. You know how you fly with a bunch of people on the plane? Every, everybody's all together. Every, everybody's on the plane. There may be three, but 200 people on the plane. Y'all all going to the, you know, going to the same city. But watch this. You ain't going to the same place. When you land, they go their direction and you go your direction. You got to know that there's some folk that you may be around, <laughs> but y'all not going to really the same place. I wish I had somebody in here. <laughs> there's a point where you have to what? Separate from some folk because they're not going where you're trying to go. And they influence your thought life. See, I'm getting, see, God, this wasn't even a part of the sermon. <sighs> there's, there's some folk that you need to what break from. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they've been on the plane with you, but y'all not going to the same final destination. <sighs> Somebody received that this morning. Somebody get that. Um, there's simply, there's some things that, that just don't fit, that they don't fit. There's some trends out here in the world that what don't fit with your what God is trying to do in your life. In your life, in your life. Uh, there's some thoughts that shouldn't fit anymore. Things of the past. There's some past thoughts that you had. Man, I tell you, I, I thank God for 50. I'm serious, y'all. I thank God for 50. I'm 53 now. And boy, what I know now, what I understand now, the wisdom that God has given me now. Now, I don't have the youthfulness of 30. I can't do what I did at 30. But I'm a whole lot wiser and more experienced now. I thank God that my thoughts now are different than my thoughts when I was 30. Because you know what? What I've come to understand, I, 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 I'm sorry, i got to say this. When I, was a when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was just a fool. Have you ever looked back and just thought about all of the stupid, stupid things you did in your 20s and your 30s? Have you ever really looked back and thought about it? And you get to 50 and you look back and you say, Man, what was I thinking about? Yeah, so, 
so, so you, you know, there's some things in your thoughts. There's some things that, see, when you get old, it, something ought to change. It ought to change. It ought to change. It ought to change. And there's some things, well, there's some thinking from your past that don't fit in your present. God, I wish I had some. And, what, and don't line up with your future. Our thoughts, there's some things, there's some things that we, we, we should, I'm getting way ahead of my son, but that's okay, I'll come back to it. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so there's some thinking that needs to change. Moses, uh, Moses was thinking hard as God called him to free the Israelites. Moses was thinking so hard he thought about all his shortcomings he, and all his deficiencies. Moses was thinking he thought about what he knew uh, of himself. Uh, watch this. But not what he could discover about himself. See, Moses, Moses once again was thinking about what his thoughts based upon his past. His past. Uh, his thoughts were also associated with his past. They weren't balanced. Didn't have balanced thoughts. They were rooted in what he knew, not what he could discover. Uh, I watched a TED talk recently uh, this week about, and it was entitled The Opportunity of Adversity. And it was given by Amy, uh, Trying to think of her name, Amy Mullins. Amy Mullins. Uh, she was born with no shin bones, and uh, the doctor told her parents she'd never walk. She'd never walk. Yet here's Amy up giving this TED talk, walking. Walking. And this TED talk was about <clears throat> how we, the opportunity, the title once again, opportunity of ad the adversity. And I love, and this is what she said. She, the world uh, defined her as disabled. And Amy broke down the definition of disabled and all the negative con connotations to the, the, the word disabled. That when you look at the word disabled, in Webster, it has all these negative, negative connotations. And Amy simply said that, you know what, I don't see myself that way. That's not how I look at it. The, the world has, she said, the world defined her as this way, but Amy says the real, watch this, the real disability is when people label people. She said, that's the real disability. She's like, I ain't disabled. <laughs> that her adversity, she says her adversity was her opportunity. <laughs> Amy not only has walked, but she also has successfully, successfully become an Olympian. She said, we must be careful to not put, watch this, love this, the first brick in the wall of disabling others. Ooh. 
that far too often we have people that are building a wall of how you ought to think. Whew. Watch this, watch this. I'm going somewhere with this. What walls have become built up in your thinking that need to be torn down this morning? Wow. What walls don't fit in your life? What walls to keep blocking your thinking from achieving uh, uh, God, what God has destined in your life? What walls need to be knocked down right now this morning? In your thinking. See, somebody should, you know what, right now you ought to bring out your hammer and just start knocking down some things. What walls have been built up that told you a long time ago that you couldn't and you believed it? What wall told you that you couldn't do math and you believed it? What wall told you that you couldn't write well? What wall told you that you couldn't read and learn well? You ought to get your hammer out and knock every wall down. Only loved what she said. She says, disabling is how is the labels we have allowed to be placed on ourselves and that we place on other people. Our thinking always has to be balanced or we will disable opportunity. Get what I'm saying here? Our thinking has to be balanced or we will disable opportunity. We balance our thought life by looking at the whole picture. You can't look at half the picture. You have to look at what? The whole picture. Um, this week there was an editorial, I think, can't remember his name. Is it Roger Nelson, one of the professors at Baylor of Social Ethics at Truett? Um, Nielsen, Nelson, something like that. Anyway, he wrote an article in the newspaper, an op-ed in the newspaper about East Waco turning down, uh, refusing with the Zoning Commission, fighting against this facility to be placed in East Waco as it relates to, I think it was refugees or immigrants. And he was attacking folks' Christianity based upon this. Now he did, he prefaced in the beginning. I don't. I just read the article. He had read an article about East Waco not wanting it. He said, "I don't have anything, any other facts about it. I don't know anything else. I just need answers." And he went through this litany. Well, number one. If you don't know all the facts, why are you writing anything in the first place? Why are you even speaking up right now and you don't even, you haven't, there's a professor at Baylor and you're not even researching the situation before you open your big mouth? Yeah, your pastor was mad. I dare you to attack Christians and you don't even know the situation at hand. You don't even know that they already have a, 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 a whole litany of institutions already like that and similar to that in East Waco. You don't know the history of this particular group and organizations that are trying to place 
the facility in East Waco, but you opened your big mouth. I'm sorry, I got away from preaching, y'all. I'm sorry. That, it, it, it bothered me. And yet, you're going to try to chastise and challenge folk, and you haven't done your own homework. In other words, what I was trying to, my point is that you got to get the whole picture, the whole story. He, he operated and even said it. I don't know all that is basically in the opening. I, I, I don't have all the information. I just need to know what. Well, then why are you writing? Yeah. Let me get back to my son. <clears throat> we balance our thought, thought life. We, if, if, if we're going to, well, here's what I'm trying to say. It, it, if you look at the negative, you've got to seek out the positive. If, if, if you're thinking about it from a negative standpoint, you've got to think about it from the positive and the possibility and the opportunity. You, 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 you can't see it one way. We have to balance our thoughts. So Moses was thinking, uh, Moses was thinking as, as it relates to it one way, one way. Uh, he didn't see it all. And what we, well, as we, we move and we think about our thought life, understand, Jesus said, look, struggle will always be a part of life. How many of you know that? just focus on the struggle. We can't just focus on the adversity. We have to also see the opportunity. Think about how the struggle really is an opportunity for God to be God in your life. Moses was thinking about who he was, I believe, rather than who God was. God was right in his presence, but he was more focused on himself. Moses was thinking about what he could do rather than what God what God had done and what God would do in, for him. It's amazing how we think we know ourselves so well. But when we look at it, Moses was thinking all past tense as I mentioned before. Focused on what he knew about himself but not what he could discover. You don't know all there is to know about you. I just, I just want you to know that. You don't know all there is to know about you. How many of y'all say, y'all, I know me? Mm -hmm. I know me. No, you don't. You don't know all there is to know about you. When you say, I, oh, I know me, you so certain, you know, you know what? That's, that's the minute you think you know everything there is to know about yourself, you stop learning. You don't know everything there is to know about yourself. Why? Because you haven't been in every situation to know what you would do. That's right. That's right. Praise you don't know what you would do in certain situations. There's some things that can hit in your life 
that you really don't know how you will handle them until they So, you don't know everything there is to know. Not everything. So, we, 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 Moses didn't, Moses was frozen and everything, Moses was making a decision out of what he had witnessed from himself. But not the possibilities of what could come forth from himself. So everything was, again, was past tense. So, see, we are accustomed to saying, I, I think I put this in a sermon before, and some of you may have remembered. We are accustomed to looking at, you know, the order of past, present, future. But really, as a Christian, you should view it as a person of God. You should view time as flowing from the future into the present. And then the past. Y'all looking like, what? What did you just say, Pastor? <laughs> See, so so let me put it in this card. Paul says, forgetting those things that are what? Behind me. Yeah. I think we said that this morning, and as we were singing. Uh, and thinking, you know, and pressing towards the mark of the high calling. Our thinking should be future-driven rather than driven by the past. So, so my, 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 because it's all about what God is, what God is doing. It's not about the past, but it's about the future. Watch this. So, so my thinking ought to be driven by my future, and that begins to what affect my present and really gives me insight into my past. Are you with me? <laughs> it's not my past that's what shapes my future. <laughs> it's, it's not even my present that shapes my future. It's my future that has, that gives me, that shapes my present and gives me understanding about my past. So my thinking ought to be what? Future driven. <laughs> so when I make decisions in my life, it ought to be, it ought to, the, 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 the preponderance of my decisions are based upon what God is doing, not what God has done. Who God, I wish I had somebody in here. Yeah. So far too often we're not careful, we allow what I pass to drive all our decisions. That's not what Paul, Paul says what? Forgetting those things that are what? Behind me. <laughs> I press, <laughs> it's my future, it's my future. I'm thinking about it from my future. <laughs> so, 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 that's why I said, so stop allowing, watch this, stop allowing your past to terminate your future. And strangle your present. <laughs> Ooh, let me say that again. Stop allowing your past to terminate your future. 
and strangle your president. <laughs> Your thought life, balancing your thought life. You, you, you gotta stop letting your past dictate your future. Your past dictate what you can do or what you think you can do and what you think you can't do. You won't know what you can do yet. <sighs> My aunt told me, you know, Brian, sometimes you have to step forward in order to really know what God is getting ready to do. God is just waiting for some of y'all to step into some things forward. You don't know how he's going to show up in the context of your situation. But you see, we want God to show up before we step up. God, I wish I had somebody. And God is saying, I need you to step up so I can show up. <laughs> step up, it's time to step into your future. You keep waiting for God, but God is waiting for you. So it's future driven, it's future driven. Your thinking ought to be future driven. God, I can't see it all, I don't understand it all, but I know if you with me, I know I have everything I need. So my thinking is going to be dependent upon you and not me. Moses, like Moses, when we overthink about our abilities, we are only thinking about ourselves. That kind of thinking is linear. It's self-centered. It's all about you. We have to balance our thinking. The Bible says, look, Romans 12 and 3, the Bible says, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to you. In sober judgment, I like that, sober judgment. Sober judgment, what does sober judgment mean? Sober, sober. Sober means free from illusion or to not become what? Intoxicated, <laughs> right, right? The opposite is to have an intoxicated or drunk perspective about yourself. Did y'all did y'all get that? Did you see that? So if, if I'm not sober, that means that I'm what? <laughs> I got an intoxicated <laughs> perspective about myself. Uh, to see yourself, to see yourself as an illusion rather than as a reality. Ooh, sometimes we can become drunk on ourselves. Amen, somebody. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just wondering what kind of juice you drinking this morning. Uh, what did you walk in here drinking this morning? Some of you know it or not, you walked in here drunk this morning. Ooh, you intoxicated, inebriated on some things that you shouldn't be drunk on. There's some things that you walk in here, you drunk, you drunk. Some of y'all, some folk walked in here dizzy and shaking and not ready to worship and praise because you were too drunk on some things that you shouldn't have been drunk on. God, I wish I had somebody. You, you're not sober. 
you're drunk on some things. What, what am I drunk on, Pastor? You, and some of us have been drunk on doubt so long that we can't reach our dreams. You walked in here doubting everything before you even showed up. You drink, drinking doubt, drinking fear, drinking setback, drinking failure. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. Uh, but you've been drunk so long, been drunk on your wants, that God can't even help you with your needs. Ooh, stop preaching. <laughs> inebriated. Inebriated. That's why the Bible says, Bible says, Romans, Paul says what? <laughs> Think of yourself in sober judgment. In other words, balance, 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 balance. Sober judge balance. So too much of anything, watch this, can be a dangerous thing. Too much fear, too much doubt. <laughs> uh, look, look, some marriages today are messed up and jacked up because somebody's drunk on still wanting to hang out with their boys and their girls. The fact that you gotta say, I wanna hang out with my boys and my girls. Think about that. I just want you to think about that for a moment. <laughs> think about that. The, the references that we use, my boys and my girls. <laughs> mm -hmm. Y'all ought to be acting like men and women, not boys and girls. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Get messy now. <laughs> so, 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 we, 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 so we have to balance our thinking. We balance our thinking. The Bible says that we're transformed. See, I believe that we balance our thinking because, and this is how we do it. The Bible says that we're transformed by what? The renewing of our minds. The renewing of our minds. And the word renewing just stuck with me. Renewing, renewing. In other words, you know, it has to be what? Renewed. It has to be renewed. How I think has to be what? Renewed. I can't think the same way when we think about Moses in this text, Moses is what thinking past tense. It's and, and really his thinking, and we can get a glimpse into his thinking and, and can reach the conclusion that Moses' mind in at this particular point has not what is not is not being renewed. <laughs> because his thinking is based upon, look, God, I, I'm not an eloquent of speech. I'm not I, 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 I'm not the person for you. I can't do what you're asking me to do because Moses is what thinking about what he's seen in his past from himself, not the potential of what lies ahead. And so, so, so we we renewing, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. What does it mean to renew your mind? What does that really mean? First and foremost, the process. Let me say this: the process of renewing. It, it's a process, it's not a destination. Let me say that. It, it's a process, not a destination. You don't, you don't reach a place where you become completely just renewed. Your mind doesn't become renewed. It's what? Renewing. So it's a process. It means that I've got to continuously renew my mind. Now to renew means a couple of things. One, we know it means to make new again. But it also means to resume after interruption. 
It also means to resume after interruption. And when I think about it, when we are born into this world, I look at TJ and TJ, and, 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 and kids his size, they are like, they're just sponges. You know, they, they're just open. They don't see, they don't see adversity. They don't see things that will inhibit them. They look from a lens of everything is possible. You didn't notice that about kids? Do you remember yourself as a kid? You thought you were invincible. You, you don't even, you don't really grasp death. And when I said in my pain, I was crazy. I, was, I remember jumping off of houses, y'all. Thinking I could fly. I'm serious. I really thought I would jump off the houses and for a moment as I would, I would sail, I'd be like, ooh, I could really fly. You know, I'm not the you did some things. We I remember as a kid we took <clears throat> doors and built a ramp. That ramp had to be about seven, eight feet tall. I'm not kidding. And we would run our bicycles up. <laughs> and so one time. I did it, flipped upside down, turned up like this. <laughs> got down, I'm large myself, got down and went right back up again. <laughs> I heard somebody back there say crazy. <laughs> Invincible. you. 
what once again, resume, resume, renew my thinking. In other words, there's some things that I just need to resume. I need to resume. You had a dream. Resume. You had a vision of your life. Resume. You had some hopes. You had a way you wanted to be loved before you became intoxicated on I'm going to let y'all fill in the blank. Mm. Mm. Or him or her. You had a way you wanted to be loved. Resume what was interrupted. Resume what Check somebody and say resume. Resume, resume, resume. God has something ideal, something great idea. God has a great way that you ought to be loved. God has a great way. He has something, some great things for your life. You just need to what? Resume. Resume and believe, believe, believe. Believe in the impossible, the improbable. Believe, that's faith. Resume. Resume. Bible says, I love this, that the work that he started in us, that God will complete. Resume. That God's not finished. Look, God's not finished with you yet. I don't know who told you and why you started thinking that God is through with you. God ain't through with you yet. That ought to be good news to somebody. Stay on this journey and resume because God's not done yet. You ain't complete yet. You ain't seen all that you, you need to see. You haven't done all that you need to do. Resume. Because God's not finished yet. It's time to change your old thoughts with some new thoughts. Because God's not done yet. It's time for you to resume. It's time for you to resume and live like God is capable of doing anything with you and through you. It's time for you to resume and start living like you know how you want to be loved and how you expect to be loved by somebody. It's time for you to resume and understand that the God you serve has riches and glory, that you don't lack anything, and that he will supply all your needs, even in the context when it seems like you don't have enough, that the God you serve will take care of you. Resume in knowing that by his stripes you are healed, regardless of what the doctors say. Resume in knowing that he is your bomb in Gilead. You've got to what? Resume. Resume. Balance your thought life. And resume and know that God has predestined you with a purpose to accomplish great things. Resume. Resume. Resume in believing who God created you to be. Resume in understanding that we broke the mold, that there's nobody else like you. Resume, resume, resume that you are special. 
You are unique that you're created in his image. You don't you need to tell the devil you don't know who you messing with. Stop acting like you're defeated by the devil. Why did you allow the devil to interrupt who you are and how you see yourself? Because you're much greater than that. Resume that you. You know what? When you mess with me, you mess with an army of God's soldiers that surround me, that walk with me, that talk with me at all times. Presume. Balance your thought life. Balance your thought life. Begin to think. I love this as I close. I'm getting ready to close. I just want to give you this. It's time to exchange your old thoughts with some new thoughts. Your old failures, your old disappointments, your old frustrations, old relationships, old jobs, all of that stuff. What the teacher said you'd never do, all that. It's time to exchange those thoughts with some new thoughts. Look, Paul says this to the Philippians church. And I'm going to close and I'm going to take my seat. He says, brothers and sisters, think about whatever is pure Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about those things. Think about this. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Think about those things. I don't know what you're facing right now. I don't, I don't know what you're going through. But God says right now, just think about what's true. The truth is, God loves you. Matter of fact, he said, nothing can separate my love from you. That's true. That's true and sound. In the context of you feeling lonely and depressed and like you, nobody cares. Look, think about what's true, that God cares just for you. That's pure. Think about that. Balance your thinking about, balance your thinking and your thoughts that he loves you. Mm. That he has you. That he is your shelter. God will wrap his arms around you and cradle you. Songwriter said, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, <laughs> tell me where would I be? That he rocks me in the cradle. <laughs> of his arms. <laughs> That's balancing my thinking that God has me, that God's got me, that, that God always keeps me, that God holds me, and that I can resume and continue on this journey. Allow my thoughts, my thoughts to be shaped by my future and not by my past. Because what God has for me 
no devil in hell can keep away from me. No enemy can stop me from what God has for me. What God has for me is for me. Balancing your, your thought life. Doors of the church are open. My name is Constance, praise team seeker here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.